It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Jesus. Welcome, 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 and welcome, everybody. Rob Zakari, it's Rob Zakari Show. We are live. Yes, we are live. Another day, another week of excitement here at the Rob Zakari Show. All right, where do we begin? A lot of stuff to get to. This week was, or this weekend, I should say, was one of those uh, weekends where things transpire and things that I want to say consume my brain even as I'm looking for baby cribs diapers uh, car seats while I'm looking for those things I am consumed with the new narrative. Well, here's the thing. Those of you who listen to the show on a regular basis, and I know there are a few out there that do, Friday night, what did I say? I'm going to wait just a second. What did I say? They're shouting to me. Well, you can't hear them shouting, but they are shouting to me. I said, Uh, This would be the narrative to delegitimize Donald Trump because everything else they're doing is not sticking. So the Washington Post article broke Friday. And we went through it line by line. And at the end of the day, it said nothing. I mean, it amounted to one person, two people, a half a person. Who the hell knows? Maybe no people. But there were no names as far as Bob Jones director of senior intelligence, nothing like that. It was an anonymous source, information given to an official, and it was all secret, or at least it was supposed to be secret, but when Bob Woodward prints it, It's no longer secret. Hmm. A secret report. So remember, we broke it down. Now, after that hit the paper and, of course, hit the web, then the New York Times jumped on it. And they basically said the same thing. 
Unnamed sources. And remember, we went through this for 16 months. For 16 months. Unnamed source this, unnamed source that. High-level sources here, high-level. I mean, month after month after month. The New York Times, Washington Post, over and over and over and over and over again. Wrong. Now, if the New York Times and the Washington Post and CNN and MSNBC and NBC and ABC, if they all cleaned house after this election, then maybe, maybe, Maybe you could say, okay, you say CIA believes. You don't want to give any names. The CIA director, the CIA, nobody's coming out saying, here's the evidence. Here's the proof. Okay. But we're going to believe you because you're a record. Okay. Nobody cleaned house. It's all the same characters. Matter of fact, <laughs> matter of fact, remember Glenn Trust? Remember Politico's Glenn Trust? The hipster douchebag with the, with the, not fedora, whatever it is, the hipster douchebag hat. You know what I'm talking about. Hipster douchebag, a hat. Glenn Thrust. You know what it all means. You know the hat I'm talking about. Here's a guy at Politico who was writing to John Podesta, I'm a hack. I'm a hack. Please don't tell anybody I'm letting you approve this article. I'm a hack. And when he got caught, he said, well, I just say these things so they can open up to me, you know. I'm just working. But get what? Get out of here. Get out of here. This hack is now at the New York Times. <laughs> this hack is now at the New York Times. So he goes from Politico to the New York Times. So these people haven't cleaned shop. They haven't cleaned house. So all these people that made up every story you could imagine told us all Trump's doomed, Trump's going to lose, Payne's exploding, he's got no shot. Hillary's up by 20 points, Hillary's up by 10 points, Hillary's up for 6 points, blah, blah, blah. These same people are now saying, the CIA believes Russian hackers hacked the election for Donald Trump. The narrative is hacked 
the election. I seen Don Lemon today. The most unhealthy looking news anchor I've ever seen, but different story. Russian hacking of the U.S. elections. Now, when you hear the word hacking of U.S. election, what does that sound like to you? Having a bunch of comrades at polling stations tinkering with the voting boxes. Swapping out ballot box A with a stuffed ballot box that just says Trump, 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 Trump. The computers magically switch from Clinton to Trump. That's what Russian hacking of elections means. At least to me. And I like to pride myself on being a a little above average as far as information voting goes. You know, the term low information voter. I like to think I'm, you know, I'm not a Harvard grad. I'm not a Princeton grad. I'm just a high school. I'm just a, just a Bishop Carney high school grad from Rochester, New York. You know, I'm not a genius, but when I hear unhealthy Don Lemon say Russian hacking of U.S. elections, that's the first thing I think of. So imagine what a low-information voter thinks. Rather, they're a dumb voter or they're just a voter who gets their information from CNN or MSNBC, i.e. my parents. My dad's furthest from dumb, but he doesn't go online. He doesn't search out alternative positions. He's 79 years old, for Christ's sake. He doesn't even know how to turn on a computer. He goes to CNN. So when my dad is hearing Russian hacking of U.S. elections, that's the first thing he's thinking. Oh, the Russians, they did, they did what? They did what? They converted the votes in Wisconsin from Hillary to Trump. They converted the votes in Pennsylvania from Hillary to Trump. They converted the votes in Florida from Hillary to Trump, because that's what hacking our U.S. elections mean. Now, remember, the narrative was white supremacists. The only reason Trump won is because he pandered to the alt-right, or as my mom would call it, all-right. That's what she said to me. You have a haircut like one of those all-right members. I go, haircut? I read in the paper that the haircut, it's that shaved on the side and you part it like just like you do. I go, first off, my all-right. It's all-right. <laughs> I thought 
not, it said all right. No, it's not all right. And secondly, th- this haircut is sported by millions and millions of people long before this whole all right movement began. Okay? George Clooney, I start naming up all the time. But that just shows you where the mindset is, information voters, and the media. So, remember, we had the alt-right, and the influence of the alt-right is what elected Donald Trump. The alt-right. He pandered and catered and sought the vote of the white supremacists, of the David Dukes, of And then when you examine the results, you say, well, if the alt-right and white nationalists and white supremacists came out in droves, why the hell did Trump get pretty much the same amount of votes as Romney, McCain, Bush? If you're going to say a group influenced an election with their uh, voting power, i.e. the blacks for Obama, you got to have those numbers. You got to look at those numbers. You got to say, wow, 67 million people voted for Barack Hussein Obama. He got 99% of the black vote. Blacks came out and voted in droves. Blacks voted for the first time in this. You got to have those numbers. And the white supremacist vote just wasn't there. The alt-right vote wasn't there. And remember, last week we talked about this. I wish it was. Not that I wish... There was this surge of white supremacists. I'm not a white supremacist. That's not what I mean. What I mean is this surge of voters that elected Trump and in turn, we, the Republican Party, the Trump Party, would never have to worry going forward because this surge of undesirable people, white supremacists, Nazis, but the ends justify the means. Put them on the back shelf, but hey, (laughs) a vote's a vote. I know you're not supposed to say that. It's not politically correct, but a vote's a vote. Now, with that being said, it didn't happen. And in four years, we have to worry that, say, 22,000 people in Wisconsin that gave Trump the victory to a Democrat. So that's not a white supremacist surge. And a matter of fact, the paper of record, our good friends at the Washington Post, even did a study that said, 
these counties that voted for Obama now voted for Trump. All of these counties in these states all voted for Trump. They did not become racist overnight. So that narrative wasn't working. I mean, of course, they'll keep pushing the alt-right and the white supremacists and that whole jargon. They'll still report of a meeting that takes place at a family restaurant and act as if it's a convention in the Staples Center or something like that. So we'll we'll still deal with that, but it didn't work. So then the narrative was Trump didn't win the popular vote. He didn't win the popular vote. Don't you guys understand? He didn't win the popular vote. And by not winning the popular vote, uh, shouldn't be able to really do anything. Matter of fact, he should just step down because he didn't win the popular vote. Or he needs to pick individuals that align themselves with the left because he didn't win the popular vote. He didn't win the pot. He's not our president. He's not. So there was that narrative after the alt-right narrative didn't work. And then after that didn't get traction because people went, hey, hey, stupids. That's not how you win the presidency. It's not based on the popular vote. So you're all supposed to be educated. Everybody knows that. When Hillary and Donald and little Marco and Bernie, when they decided to run for the presidency, they didn't sit there with their team and go, how do we win the popular vote? How do we do it? Okay. How do we get the most votes? What do we do? They didn't do that. They didn't do that. That's why nobody campaigned in California. That's why nobody campaigned in Texas. That's why it was all concentrated to Florida, Ohio, Pennsylvania. Trump went to Michigan, went to Wisconsin. Hillary didn't. I guess the Russians told her, don't. (laughs) Don't. So once that narrative fell apart and people went, okay, great. She is ahead in the popular vote, but that's not he won the election. Yeah, but ah, there's no but. This is our democracy. Well, we got to change it. Okay, we'll go change it. Everybody get together. Change it. Do a constitutional amendment. Whatever you got to do, change it. Listen. Talking about should have handed the ball off, opposed to should have threw the ball, should have done this. Armchair quarterbacking. Never works. Don't do it. Makes you sound retarded. So, okay, didn't work. 
So then the narrative started Friday. Now remember, this hacking stuff has been going on now for years. Rather, it's celebrities getting naked or Sony Pictures and the executives making jokes about Obama, Angelina Jolie. It's been going on. Officials at the Pentagon have been hacked. And nobody seemed to care then. Seriously, nobody really cared then. Remember the whole kaflub about the Franco movie? Jonah Hill? Or not Jonah Hill. <laughs> the other the other fat bastard. What's his name? Seth. Seth. Isn't that his name? Seth. Uh, I, I, Seth, whatever. You guys know who I'm talking about. I mean, if anything, back then, if China and Russia and all these people were hacking us back then, why did nobody do anything to stop the hacking? Why didn't anybody change their passwords? Why didn't anybody use secured servers? Nobody did any of it. Could have prevented stuff. So what's the narrative? Russian hacking of U.S. elections. No. No. Rather it's Russia. Rather it's China. Rather it's a fat guy in his parents' basement. Fat girl in her parents' basement, or it's a disgruntled DNC staffer. The only thing that was done was releasing emails that got published on certain websites. And talked about on certain TV shows. Now, not to go all over the map, but isn't it funny? Nobody seemed to have a problem with the outcome of the Sony hacking situation. And that being women getting paid less than men. Male actors getting paid more money than female actors. That was one of the big revelations from the Sony hack. I didn't hear too many people whining and crying about the hack. They were whining and crying that Jennifer Lawrence didn't make as much money as 
Bradley Cooper or whoever the hell it was. I didn't hear too many women talking about a foreign government because at the end of the day, it's information. That's all it is. It's information. And I equate it the best to this example. If your friend comes over your house and says to you, I want to show you these emails. And you go, what do you got? Friend goes, just take a look. And he hands you six, seven, eight, 20 emails of your wife or your girlfriend or your husband or your boyfriend communicating with various people about gangbang parties. And your friend pulls out another stack of emails and goes, and you should look at this. And it's a corresponding email with your wife, girlfriend, husband, whoever, talking about ways to kill you. Does anybody get that information and then go, how did you get these emails? Why do you have these emails? This information is, is, is invalid. This information is garbage. This is, this is, I, I, I'm throwing this away. How did you get these emails? Who does that? Nobody cares how that information is gotten. The only thing that someone cares about is the information that's there. The information that was in the Hillary Clinton emails or the John Podesta emails, the DNC emails, revealed a lot of shady, unethical, and corrupt dealings between the media, between... Hillary Clinton and her campaign between Bernie Sanders and his campaign, the State Department, the DNC, and somehow that information is getting lost. And instead, we're being told Russian hacking of U.S. elections. There was no Russian hacking of U.S. elections. If the Russians were responsible, they hacked somebody's email. And in those emails were Glenn Thrust saying, John Podesta, I'm such a hag. 
Hillary Clinton and part of her speeches to different Wall Street bankers or other globalists. There was no hacking of our election. Zero. And you have to not just be suspect, have to be aware and put on notice the people that are creating this narrative. Because it's the very same people that got outed. They got outed. Dana Bash, outed. Gloria Bolger. I know I'm saying her name wrong, but outed. Remember, she's the one that told Podesta, you're a, you're a TV star. You're a, you're a, like, like she, she's, she's orgasming while she's emailing Podesta. Andrea Mitchell. Because remember, Colin Powell's email was hacked. Was Colin Powell's email hacked by the Russians? Who are the who? Who were these people? So remember, the very media that got outed. Because remember, before this, anytime you said the media is in the tank for the liberals, people would call you a conspiracy kook. Well, that's, come on, that's just your typical Republican talking point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The media. Do you have evidence? Of course you don't have evidence. So before these hacks, and I'm not talking about the Glenn Trusts. I'm talking about the hacks. Before these hacks, it was always just speculation. It was always just speculation. Even though you get someone like Stephanopoulos, who was part of the Clinton White House and did everything in his power to help the president cover up, whether it was Whitewater or, <laughs> or, or whatever scandal of the week. He goes to ABC, and it's as if he didn't work in the White House. And he's this nonpartisan <laughs> news host. So finally, there's evidence. Finally, there's evidence. There's dinner parties. There's, I'm a hack email. Donna Brazil. 
giving questions and answers or whatever else she was doing to the Clinton campaign. You got Hack Tapper communicating with the Clinton camp. So all of these quote-unquote reporters, journalists, news outlets, were all outed. And these are the same people that are saying Russian hacking of the U.S. elections. Russian hacking. There's no hacking of the U.S. elections. There's no hacking of an election. None. Zero. You understand? That's fake news if you want to be technical. And when the Washington Post says, well, uh, CIA and CIA, what, the very same People at the CIA, some talked on record, some talked off record, and said, if Donald Trump is the president, we're all doomed. Donald Trump is the commander-in-chief. Oh, it's the end of the world. Remember, guys. This very same intelligence community. And when you hear liberals go, oh, how could, you know, Trump is fighting now with the intelligence community. He's going to have to work. No, he's not. A lot of these people are going to be gone. A lot of these people are going to be gone. They're going to be out of there. But another conversation for another time. But this same intelligence community, the CIA, because remember, the FBI has not said, oh, they were doing this specifically to elect Donald Trump. And other intelligence agencies, other divisions haven't come to the conclusion that the insiders at the CIA who told Bob Woodward, oh, the Russians did this to get Trump elected, did what? That's always my favorite. They did what? What did they do? They revealed emails that showed corruption between the media, Hillary Clinton, the DNC, different globalists, different businesses. That? (laughs) That? Brings us back to the example I use with your best friend going, Hey, man, I want you to check these emails out. What are they? Just take a look. And they're just pages and pages of your girlfriend or your wife communicating with her gangbang partners. And you say to them, how did you get this? Don't worry about it. I have a friend. He's a good hacker. Oh, well, you know what? Uh, This is wrong. It's wrong. 
What do you mean it's wrong? Your wife, every other night, has sex with 37 men. Yeah, I know, but that information was given to me by illegal means. So, thank you, but no thank you. Get the get out of here. Front your girlfriend, your wife, and she says, "What? Bob hacked my emails? How dare he?" Yeah, but honey, every other night, do you go to gangbang parties and engage in fellatio and anal sex with thirty-six men? Well, yes, I do. But the way you found that information out is just wrong, which makes that information invalid. Dare you? How dare you get emails that your friend illegally obtained? But, but, no, there is no buts. There is no buts. What you need to do is pretend that information does, actually that information doesn't exist. I don't do those things, but it's you. It's, you're talking about, yes, but your friend got those emails illegally. Okay, but are you doing gangbangs every other? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The way you found out was wrong. Uh, Again, because that's what they're telling us. That's what they're telling us. That's what they're telling us. We received information that Hillary Clinton, the DNC, the media were corrupt. And that information and the fact that they were all in cahoots doing all of these things is moot. Because that's not the thing that's wrong. The thing that's wrong is that the Russians, the Chinese, the Zimbabweans, an inside operative, whoever leaked the information, it wasn't given to us voluntarily. Excuse me, uh, uh, Mr. Podesta, yes, uh, are you in cahoots with people at the media? Well, since you asked me, yes, I am. Are you effing kidding me? So as you see, the media is beside themselves. The Washington Post, beside themselves. The New York Times, beside themselves. They were all outed in these emails that they are now calling Russian hacking of the U.S. elections implicated all of them. All of them. You see people from the New York Times going back and forth with the Podesta camp. Oh, yes, John. Okay, thank you. Okay, that'd be great. Awesome. That's... If it wasn't Russia... Would everything be fine? Meaning, is, is the issue that it was Russia that supposedly did the hacking? Or that they were hacked 
and somebody, quote-unquote, tried to help Trump win the election. Is it just that it's Russia? Is it that a foreign government was hacking people who were running for president or governor? Is it just the Russian aspect or that somebody was hacking and putting information out to inform people of the corrupt nature of the media, Hillary Clinton. Now, I don't want to get too, well, we do it, or that it's Russia, a foreign entity. How many times has the United States of America meddled in elections? I mean, a report came out today. I mean, well, hell, we talked about it months and months and months ago. But more information came out today on how our government funded a group in Israel to oppose Benjamin Netanyahu. And it was taxpayer money. If you're pro-Israel, some of your money, even if it was just a penny, went to an organization in Israel that was trying to make sure Benjamin Netanyahu lost. What about the governments that have elections and they pick somebody we don't like? And the United States goes, okay, uh, we're going to have to get rid of that person. I mean, again, I believe we do whatever we want. I know it's horrible, but just look at it on the flip. And not for nothing, but there's been more than one report through the years of the United States doing everything they can to influence Russian elections. I mean, please. Bring the Reagan administration. We did everything we could to bring down communism. (laughs) Again, I don't want to get too far off this and get into holier than thou. Because like I've said, I think we can do whatever we want. We're America. We are the best. We are the greatest. And that's just the way it is. That's the way it always will be. But is it just the fact that it was Russia or a foreign entity? Because if you take Russia and substitute Russia for guys sitting in a basement, would we be going through the same thing? Would we be going through the same thing? 
Because how many things came out against Trump that were no different than a leak? How many stories did we read by Ashwan Mahman at the Daily Beast where he talked to individuals who had non-disclosure agreements but were telling the Daily Beast stories from The Apprentice or from other types of entities. Rather, it was the casinos. They had non-disclosure agreements. They had binding contracts. And yet, they're telling information to the Daily Beast, who's then writing articles about Trump. And in turn, those articles were intended to an election. The New York Times getting Trump's tax returns from an anonymous source doing something that technically was illegal and printing these tax returns with the hope to sway the election. NBC, Access Hollywood, taking audio from a private conversation on a bus some 12 years ago and putting that out was intended to sway the election. The media did everything in their power to sway the election. Everything. Legal and illegal. I mean, think about that. Printing tax returns, illegal. Having people who have non-disclosure agreements telling reporters information that they weren't supposed to disclose. Uh, Again, what are we talking about? That it's Russia? That it's a foreign entity? That what we're talking about? And however you want to classify them, it's not Russian hacking of our election. It's somebody revealing shady 
effed up stuff that involves the DNC, Hillary Clinton, and the media. And that's the problem. And I go back to what I said before. And that is, look at the players. You have the media. Who all got called out. If anything, this election cycle, the people that lost the most, the people that got destroyed, was the media. Yeah, Hillary Clinton lost again. But at the end of the day, who lost bigly was the media. Every single person in the media got their credibility destroyed, rather directly with emails like Glenn Thrust calling himself a hack and saying, don't tell anybody I'm I'm doing this. Don't let anybody know. (laughs) Or just the networks themselves, the executives at the network. And the people that, of course, work for the networks who call themselves journalists get hit with credibility problems because ultimately you're working for a corrupt organization. And it's hard to say, well, I'm not corrupt. I'm not in the tank. Yeah, but your boss is. You might not have been caught, but your boss was caught. The company was caught, which makes guilt by association. So the media that hitched that train, hitched that ride to Hillary Clinton, which, what, 100, 150 people of the intelligence community? Remember those letters? Remember people come out and do different interviews, whether it's T Minutes or CNN, former intelligence, uh, you know, uh, supervisors, what the hell was that said Hillary Clinton is the best person, Donald Trump sucks, he's horrible. If you elect him, you'll, you will all die. Blah blah blah. So, you got all those people who are like, eh, eh, eh. we're eh. We got it. We got to do something. Gonna have to do something. And then, last, but definitely not least on this little chain of Russian hacking of the election, is the Republicans who got bitch-slapped the most and hardest, which were John McCain, 
and Lainey Graham. In a million years, McCain and Graham never in their wildest imagination thought Trump would win. So what's it matter what they say? What's it matter what they do? Trump's not going to win, and in turn, they're not going to have to deal with him. I mean, Lindsey Graham was the most vocal. Lindsey Graham was the most vocal against Trump. I mean, yeah, you had Ben Sass. But, I mean, Lindsey Graham was over the top. And John McCain, listen. When you run for president and you lose, and somebody comes along and does what? You couldn't do that eats at you, man. And and they do what you couldn't do in such a way that it defies just everything that you as a hundred and seven year old political bottom feeder knows. And says how it's supposed to be. I mean, that's just, ooh. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, listen. All you got to do is listen to Megan McCain. I know, I should be just ashamed that I even <laughs> once in a while listen to her. It's only when I'm driving in my car and I got to go to Ralph Servant. But listen to me, Megan McCain. She she was beside herself before the election about Trump, and she's beside herself now. And it really is the fact that the American people rejected her dad, rejected her, rejected her mom, rejected everything the McCains stand for. And here comes this billionaire from New York with the uh, model wife and the children and the whole attitude and just everything that is Trump. And he wins. So you got McCain and you got Graham leading the charge of, well, we need to know. What do you need to know? That's what I'm kind of lost. What, what do we need to know? What is it that we need to know? You guys just said that anonymous people in the CIA told other people who told other people who then told Adam Schiff and a bunch of other committee members that it was the Russians and they wanted Donald Trump to win. Okay, let's just go with that. So now what? Now what? What does that mean? Voting machines weren't hacked. Voting machines weren't hacked. Ballot boxes were not unstuffed and stuffed. There wasn't a bunch of Ivan Dragos 
standing at polling locations, and anytime they saw a hipster douchebag, they gave him this look like, I will kill you. I will kill you if you come to the polls. I will kill you. I must break you. So they didn't do any of that. So what did they do? Well, they revealed Hillary Clinton's emails and John Podesta's emails. Okay, and? Well, that did, that did what? Well, that, that influenced the – how did it influence the election? That influenced Wisconsin voters? First off, we were told that all Trump voters are retarded. We were told all Trump voters are retarded. They're uneducated. Remember? Trump scores the best with uneducated white male voters. Yes or no? Yes? Uneducated white male voters. Well, guess what? Uneducated white male voters... I don't think are on the internet. Or are they? If they are, they're just going to porn sites and jerking off all over themselves. So what did Hillary Clinton's emails or John Podesta's emails, what What influence did they have? Wisconsin, Trump won by 22,000 votes. So, is John McCain and Lindsey Graham saying, and the media, remember, it's a three-pronged animal. Are they saying that those 22,000 people would have voted for Hillary Clinton if they didn't read an email from John Podesta and Glenn Trust? Is that what they're saying? Because remember, Russian hacking of the elections was not switching votes in machines and stuffing ballot boxes. We're talking about emails that revealed that Hillary, Podesta, the media, globalists, all of these people are in cahoots together to keep the power. That's what we're told. That's what we're told. So, that information switched 22,000 voters in Michigan 
that information switched 11,000 voters. That information switched 44,000 voters in Pennsylvania. Really? Come on. Really? Come on, guys. Really? This is where we are. This is what it's about. Emails that say Hillary Clinton and her crew with the media are all in bed together. Because that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. There's no Russian hacking of the election. You have emails that were exposed. So you're talking about truth? Talking about truth. Talking about truth. You have Lindsey Graham... John McCain, the media, and of course, and of course, the Democrats. And the headline is Russian hacking of the election. Just remember all those connections. And then sprinkle in the intelligence community who all backed Hillary Clinton. Or the majority backed Hillary Clinton. And now, the media, Dems, the whole clique, will try this theory on. And at the end of the day, it's all part of how to delegitimize Donald Trump and his presidency. White supremacy didn't work. Popular vote didn't work. Russian hacking the elections, truthfully, I don't think it will work because, again, when you get right down to it, if nobody hacked the machines and switched votes, nobody put Ivan Drago in front of polling booth, and nobody stuffed the voter boxes, what you're talking about is emails exposed. You're talking about the truth exposed. I think the majority of the American people would say, so what we're talking about is somebody, regardless of who they were, rather it's a New York Times reporter, rather it's a Daily Beast reporter, rather it's a dirty, filthy Russian, got their hands on an email That showed collusion between the media and Hillary Clinton, or the media and Democrats, the media and whoever. 
I don't think the majority of the people in this country are going to look at that the same way. Well, I take that back. The bleeding heart liberal, the Joy Bayards, the Madonnas, the ones that can't fathom that everybody in America doesn't think like them, doesn't act like them, doesn't save the, uh, share the same values as them, they, yes, will, you know, oh, my God, it, it, it doesn't matter if those emails said, uh, you know, uh, Hillary likes to have sex with farm animals, the fact that the Russians divulge that information, makes that information basically null and void. So people like her doesn't matter. But there's millions and millions and millions and millions of people that are not like her. And those people are not going to care. Because ultimately, when somebody gets bad news, when somebody gets incrimination, nobody gives a shit where it comes from. It's a matter of they got it. If somebody has evidence and proof that your wife is cheating on you, and when you kiss her at night, when you go to bed, and that bleach smell is not because she's been up late at her office cleaning. It's because that's male ejaculate on her face that's dried up that gives that bleachy smell. It doesn't matter how that information is obtained. It doesn't matter how you get that information. The fact that you have the information now and that you could rectify the problem is all that matters. That's all that matters. And I think those people are going to look at this as just another attempt by the media, by Democrats, by disgruntled Republicans to delegitimize Trump. To somehow put an asterisk next to his name as it pertains to President of the United States. Like, ah, he's Barry Bonds. He, he got the record during the steroid era. Ah, he's Pete Rose. He gambled on baseball. Ah. That's uh, the liberals' attempt, the media's attempt. And then, of course, if it can F with legislation, if it could turn the 22,000 people, turn those people in those states that gave Trump the election, A, you basically can have four years of stalled progress, or I should say no progress, and then a Democrat 
win the White House. For help. The establishment Republicans so nutty it wanted them to challenge Trump for the nomination. And so that's what all this is about. That's it. Because at the end of the day, there's nothing you're going to know as it pertains to Russian hacking, anything that you're going to find out. There's nothing. You're not going to find anything out. It's all smoke and mirrors. Carry show. We're going to take a break. Okay? We're going to take a break. Relax. We'll be right back. We went real long on this bit. And we're not done with it. We're not done with this bit from a long shot, man. We're not done with this. But let's just take a break. When we come back, let's talk about, oh, Jesus, there's so many things to talk about. And we spent an hour on that one. But again, it was important. We'll be right back. Don't go away. If you're listening to us on uh, Blog Talk, you can listen to uh, Bake the Last of Talking about building a wall, make it 10 higher, build a wall. We are back. 
ladies and gentlemen. So the big, uh, well, yeah, yeah, of course it's big, right? It's big. Um, Trump is not going to pick Mitt Romney for Secretary of State, which I knew that. I mean, I knew that, right? I knew that. There's no way he was picking Mitt Romney. I I know you're not supposed to say he was just effing with him, but he was effing with him. I know you're not supposed to say that, but he was effing with him, okay? He was effing with him. It was a way to make Mitt Romney get a dirty Sanchez. It, plain and simple. Plain and simple. That was it. The dirty Sanchez. Okay. That was it. So the news. Well, it broke over the weekend, but and I think at the end of the day, they still don't know anything uh, until it's announced. But the news is. Rex Tillerson will be second. And I thought my kid's name was cool. I thought my name. I know I didn't really. Well, I'll, I'll say it now. You want, my, my kid's name is Major. Yes. It is Major. Major Allen. Well, it's actually Major Dominic Allen Zakari. That I know it's a very it's a very football name. Okay, that's why I my I want my kid to be a professional football player, so then he can buy me one of them big houses. <laughs> I want a big house with uh, swimming pools inside and. Uh, I don't know, whatever, but that's what I want. So, I thought my kid's name was cool. Major, but nothing's cooler than Rex Ellerson. To admit, we're going from John Kerry. Let's go wind sailing. Hello, let's, let's go. I'm John Kerry. Let me sit up here with. John Taylor, and we'll sing some songs to the French people, and then I will speak in French. Wee wee, wah wah, Yes, we go from John Kerry. Who? Who? So let's not forget, he lost to George Bush. Even after the war started to go south, like real south, where, where people are like, oh man, this isn't good. We got thousands and thousands of soldiers dying. Where's the weapons of mass destruction? Well, and John Kerry lost. People were, do you realize John Kerry was such 
a loser. Like, a tenth degree of loserness. The American people went, all right. We know this war is pretty effed up. We know thousands have been maimed. We know we need to get out. We know the economy is, is not doing real good. We know. I mean, the American people went through the whole list and they went, but we would rather have that than the Winsale Frenchman, John Kerry. The, I don't even know what he is. Something with the swift boat. Right or not? Am I wrong? That's just a right wing. That's just a right wing talking point. That's a conspiracy. That's fake news. That's fake news. That's fake news. I don't know, is it? John Kerry. Um, let's see. Let's see. Did he or what? Uh, criteria for the Purple Heart called for its award for an injury received in combat requiring treatment by medical officers. The military uh, makes no distinction regarding the severity of the injury under military regulation. The Purple Heart can also be awarded for friendly fire, wounds in the heart and the heat of battle. So as long as fire is targeted uh, under full intent of inflicting damage or destroying enemy troops or equipment, wounded swift personnel in Vietnam. There were an awful lot of Purple Hearts from the sharp uh, now. Some of those would have been M4, uh, M40s. Uh, said George Leah, Carey's commanding officer, the Purple Hearts were coming down in boxes, Carey. In boxes. Uh, Carey had three Purple Hearts. None of them took him off duty, not to belittle it. That more uh, the rule than the exception. Let's see. In Douglas Brickley's book tour of duty, John Carey and the Vietnam War, Brickley notes the Purple Hearts are given out frequently. As generally understood, the Purple Heart is given to any U.S. Uh, citizen mood in wartime. Service the nation, the Purple Hearts increased the heights started sending swift uh, swift boats up rivers, sailors longer safe on aircraft carriers or battleships that Gulf of Tonkin starting to bleed a lot. According to the Los Angeles Times, Navy rules during the Vietnam War governing Purple Hearts did not take into account a wounds uh, specified only the okay. So, that's the date. Carries Purple Heart. I know, this is old news. I'm just refreshing some of our um, um, audience here when we talk about our new to be Secretary of State. Oh, you got uh, you got you got the brain damage dope, uh, Hillary Clinton. You had her. I love doing the parenting track between Trump's picks and uh, Obama's pick. Because they are uh, like night and day. They really are. And I love the liberals just losing their mind. Like losing 
their mind. How could he pick somebody that's fr- with the oil? He's he's a climate change denier. And that's such a, a false narrative, change denier. That, that, that's very inaccurate. That it's really it's man making the climate change. That's the debate. So when Trump and Scott Jarrett, or however that you pronounce his last name, are called climate change deniers, it's not reactive. It's really is man changing climate, and do we stop? You know, uh, natural re whatever. Do we stop doing those things because by us drilling oil or fracking or whatever the hell it is, the climate is going to change and then in turn uh, cover the United States in snow and will be a, a like nuclear winter and we'll all die. That's what it's about. There's not this wide swath of of legit evidence that fracking or drilling for oil is causing the climate to change in a way that 10 years from now, we're all going to die. Okay? Again, we, we could do a whole thing on climate change in the but dirty Indian from the eighties. The dirty Indian cries he talks about tin cans, trash in the street, and if we don't do something, we're all gonna be living in trash. So what happened? This whole recycling thing, the five cents raising the prices, you get five cents early. It's it's a it's a scam. It's kind of like out here in California, we ought to pay ten cents now for a fucking plastic bag if you go to the grocery store. It's all scam. Everything. So everything's all just this. That stuff is liberal scams. They're all liberal maneuvering. And of course, you go. What's the money for schools? Everything's schools. <laughs> Everything's schools. But yet, our kids are stupider and stupider and stupider. Is stupider a word? I don't know. We raise a lot of money for schools, and yet the kids are just stupider and stupider and stupider. Spaces, Halloween costumes frighten them. They're just terrified. But anyways, let me get back to Tillerson. So you got John Kerry, the filthy Frenchman, okay? You got Hillary Clinton, the brain-damaged grandma. Those were our two secretary of states. And both of them have been failures. 
I mean, the first four years with Hillary Clinton accomplished what? Besides her and her freaking flyer mile cards. What did it accomplish? Russia reset. Libya. Iraq. Syria. What, 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 what was accomplished? Boko Haram. ISIS. Not one accomplishment. So she leaves. Now we got Carrie. What has Carrie done? Carrie done all the failures of Hillary Clinton. And then added some failures. Iran deal. More terrorism. Listen. Whoever, uh, I was going to say Obama, whoever Trump puts there, can it really be any worse? Of course not. It can only be better. And just the name, you're sitting there, you're, you're a Saudi, you're whatever the hell you are. And they're like, who's coming? Oh, no. It's Rex. You know? Tyrannosaurus Rex. Just the name. Okay? Just the name. <laughs> Just the name is pretty effing awesome. Who's co- That's Secretary Hillary Clinton. Here she comes. Oh, she's wobbling. Hold on. Who's? Oh, that's John Kerry. Maybe we'll sing some John Taylor songs, and maybe he'll, well, maybe he'll go wind sailing with me. Who's, who's that? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Listen, if Clint Eastwood was making a movie, what did they say about Trump and all of his picks? It's all out of central casting. Trump's all about what they look like, what they sound like, their name. Rex Tillerson. (laughs) I love it. So they're saying that uh, Rex is going to be the Secretary of State. And, of course, everybody's going, well, what, what, what experience does he have? Well... I don't know. The guy's an ExxonMobil CEO. Yeah, exactly. Well, Mom, wait a minute. It's like the third largest, I think, company. <laughs> forget. Forget just oil and gas. How about just, I think it's like the third. It's huge. ExxonMobil. He's got close ties with Russia. <gasps> oh, no. It's a trip. I don't ever remember Russia being this, I don't know, hated, despised, evil enemy. Even during the 80s with Reagan, 
yeah, Russia was the bad guys. We made a lot of lot of movies about Nuclear Winters, Ivan Drago, Schwarzenegger and Commando, Red Heat. But ultimately, it was <laughs> I, I can't remember. Yeah, when I came here, uh, I didn't like you, and, and I know you didn't like me none too much either. <laughs> but if if we could get along, <laughs> you remember Rocky? He does the whole speech about, and then you see the the guy who's supposed to be Mikhail Gorbachev. He stands up, and he starts, he, they start clapping. Yes. So ultimately, it was all about. Us getting along or right. Like, it was like, we all got to be friends. We've got to be friends. Now it's like, oh, he's friends with Russia. And? Well, Russia. Well, Russia hacked Hillary's email. Okay. But, I mean, this guy's a... a a business, he's a businessman. Trump said he was going to drain the swamp. Well, guy ever served in the government before? No. Well, okay, then I think that's draining the swamp. Well, he's a businessman. Yeah, but Trump said he was going to put businessmen in there. Well, businessmen don't always work. Opposed to what? Lawyers? Opposed to John Kerry? Hillary Clinton? Two of the worst secretaries of states of our time. Condi Rice. I know you're not supposed to speak ill will of fellow Republicans, but I mean, come on, man. We think Condi Rice was uh, really like a, uh, a success. Get out of here. Stop. Come on. Now, again, we don't know if Tillerson is going to be the Secretary of State. They're saying he's going to be it. But you know how Trump and that crew does things. All of a sudden, it's like a big swerve. They're like a, they're, it's like wrestling. They make you believe this, and then all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, and Secretary of State is Mike Huckabee. And you're like, what? Where'd this come from? How did this happen? All right, but uh, Tillerson rocks. Uh, came to ExxonMobil as a production engineer from the University of Texas at Austin in 1975. He's never left. He's been at ExxonMobil since not, uh, a year I was born, so... Rex. Rex. has <laughs> been at ExxonMobil for 42 years. That's a long time. Okay? That's a long time, my friends. That's a long time. You know how long that is? That's a long time, my friend. <laughs> 42 years. That's that's a commitment. All right. He was groomed 
from day one for an executive position. He came up to the rough and tumble world of oil production, holding posts in the company's central United States, Yemen, and Russian operations. I mean, not for nothing, but you want to talk about somebody that knows world leaders, Yemen, Russia, China. I mean, these are some pretty big heavyweights that this guy's been dealing with throughout the years. Negotiating. Probably knows where all the bodies are buried over there, too. <laughs> you know, these oil guys. Racks. So, anyways. 2006. Tillerson became CEO of ExxonMobil. And is expected to retire in 2017. So he was getting ready to get out of ExxonMobil. That's what he was getting ready to do. So that's Tillerson. I mean, you don't really know a lot about Tillerson. You want you know, somebody that doesn't have baggage so to speak, someone that wasn't a congressman or congresswoman and senator and through the ranks, so to speak. It's an oil man, gas company. I think qualified, and his name's Rex. Rex. Rob's the Carey, it's Rob's the Carey Show. Be right back. Yeah. Thanks a lot. We love our cops, our law enforcement. We love our military, their importance. We love our cops, our law enforcement. We love our military, their importance. And when I'm in the jam, when I'm in the jam, I know that I
appreciate them more. Thank you, Lord, when they keep us safe, when they keep us safe. You know they make America a better Gentlemen, it's Rob Zakir. It's Rob Zakir's show. Don't forget, you can listen to us uh, on. Uh... <laughs> I had a pause for a minute. Uh, Blog Talk Radio. Just dial in the Rob Zakir show.com. You can listen to us on um, Spreaker. Just dial in the Rob Zakir show. You can listen to us on iTunes. Dial in the Rob Zakir show.com. Uh, what else? Spreaker, iTunes, something else. Spreaker, iTunes, Blog Talk. Oh, iHeartRadio. If you go to iHeartRadio, you can listen to us on iHeartRadio. Yes. All right, so uh, the Brady chick, Susan Olson, she got fired. (laughs) She got fired. I didn't know she had a radio gig, but it's not really... A radio gig, per se. And how do you get fired from a show that you have to pay for yourself? Now, she's on a program that's on L.A. Talk Radio. Now, L.A. Talk Radio, you pay for that. Like, if you go to L.A. Talk Radio, you can do what I'm doing. But it's on their platform. Now, they could say we don't want you to um, pay anymore. But I don't know about firing. But I guess would that be firing? That's more of like banning. It's not being fired. Because if you're not being paid by the company, you're not being hired or you're not employed. I I don't know, but I know that LA talk radio is not a, um, terrestrial style radio program or even a podcast, uh, company, i.e. Uh, podcast one or, a station like that. But anyways, I digress. I guess Susan Olson and a couple of my um, um, fans 
need to hit me on my Twitter and tell me how. Well, I, I, I guess that's kind of stupid. We would just go to her uh, Twitter or her uh, Instagram to get in touch with her. But I'm thinking Susan Olson should be uh, interviewed by the Rob Carey show. <laughs> or maybe, or maybe I'll do a segment like uh, kicking it with Cindy Brady. I don't know. <laughs> I, when I see this, I was just like, what? But just to dial it in, which is a little bit more of a um, troubling situation. And, and I mean troubling. And that is anybody that has a different point of view. Because Austin, this whole debate. I don't want to spend too much time. I thought it was funny when I seen it over the weekend. Is that whoever this actor is, I don't even know who the hell he is. Leon Accord Whitting? Like, I don't know who that is. Again, this LA talk radio is something that you pay for. They don't hire people. You do a show on there. Okay? You pay to put your show on their channel. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, Beyond Accord winning. I guess you're going to show. Um, let's see here. I, let me, because there's all different reports. Let's see the show. He's on uh, a YouTube, he's stuck in a YouTube series, Old, Old Dogs New what the fuck is that? I don't even know what that is, but anyways. So, the dangerous thing, the scary thing, believe that anybody that has an opinion that does not follow the liberal ideology should not just be And when I mean not just be, not just be debated, taken to task, but fired, excommunicated, because here's what's getting lost, supposedly, well, I guess we, we confirm because um, Lee and Accord Whitting uh, screenshotted it. But Cindy Brady called Leon a faggot. Private. Or she sent him a private message. They called him the biggest faggot in the world or, or something like that. So she didn't call him a whiny faggot on the air. It was in a private, hear these stories, 
you think, oh, my God, she went off on this guy on the radio. No. He screenshotted a private message that said, you're a whiny faggot. Okay. All right. But what Leon Accord is saying and what he posted is not she called me a whiny faggot in a private message, and that's why she should be uh, fired. What he said was, it is, widely, it is wildly irresponsible for L.A. Talk Radio to allow a Trump fanatic to co-host one of their programs, where she could spew her idiotic lies unchecked. Being a liberal and a patriot are mutually exclusive, question. Hillary is causing the protests and hate crimes. The Koran is a political track, question. As much as I love Sheena Metal, whoever the hell Sheena Metal is, I think LA Talk Radio needs to give Cindy Brady her walking papers. I will not listen to or appear on any shows there from this point forward until she is gone. This isn't just disagreeing on, say, tax plans or foreign policy. Susan Olson, that's Cindy Brady, spreads outrageous misinformation, and it is dangerous and unprofessional. So, Leon Accord Whitting, who, again, I have an idea who he is, is not saying C. Brady should be fired for calling me a faggot in a private message. What he's saying is Cindy Brady should be fired Because her views are not what my views are. And in turn, my views are right, views are wrong, and she should be fired. She should lose her livelihood. And this goes back to the whole... Hillary Clinton, I mean, it goes back even before then, but her little speech talking about fake news and how there needs to be legislation to stop fake news. And the question is, well, what is fake news? Who determines what fake news is? Aliens visit the White House. Kim Kardashian is having sex with nine people. Kanye West is having sex with uh, 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 Caitlyn Jenner. I don't know. Bruce Jenner. Whoever. But that's fake news. Supermarket tabloid. Fake news. It's all fake news. Who's going to turn what fake news is? And here we are reading a Facebook 
post by Leon Accord Whitting. Again, don't know who he is. Never heard of his YouTube series. A personal Facebook message. What he says is, Cindy Brady should be fired because she's a Trump fanatic. She believes the Quran is a political tract. It is. Islam is really not a religion. I know that's like so, like, oh my God, I can't believe that. But it's so great. Now, listen, when a religion is used to govern, it ceases to be a religion. And parts of the Middle East use Islam, the Quran, as means to govern. So, yeah, it's a political ideology. It is not just some religion that at the end of the day, everybody goes, ah, come on, it's, you know, it's all just, you know. Because that's what religion is supposed to be. Yeah, we all believe in something. You're a Jew. You're a Christian. You're okay. At the end of the day, when push comes to shove and you get challenged on it and somebody goes, so you really believe that there's a little invisible man in the sky that controls every movement that we do. And just, in breath. so you believe somebody lived in a whale's mouth. You believe the, and they go, okay. Sure. There's aspects that are, yeah, a rational thinking person. But in the Islamic world, it's like, no, that's, no, this is how we govern. This is how we, so Leon Accord Whitting is wrong. But regardless, he's saying Cindy Brady should be fired because she doesn't have the same views as Leon. Remember, liberals are the ones who were saying Donald Trump is Hitler. Donald Trump is Nazi. Donald Trump is a dictator. Donald Trump is a fascist. Donald Trump. And yet it's the liberals that say, oh, you don't like homosexuality? Or, hell, not even you don't like homosexuality. You go to a church where the church pastor believes in conversion therapy. That means you, because you go to that church, should lose your livelihood. You should be ostracized. You, Why? Why? Because I went to a church and my pastor looks at the science and the science says there's no gay gene. So in turn, that pastor believes that somebody that's gay was not born that way. So that is the cause that that person should lose their life. Get, get, man, liberals are, 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 they are, they are, they're like a step away from being terrorists. They really are. 
And, and, and what I mean by terrorists, terrorists in a different way. Not terrorists like, la, 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 la. Not that terrorist, but like terrorists in a way where it's Leon Accord winning. You should be fired. I won't go on shows anymore if that person. Well, why? Because they don't agree with me. I would much rather have Leon said she should be fired because she called me a faggot. I would be able to deal with that and go, "Ah, okay. All right. But to not even talk about faggot, the word faggot and being called a faggot and just saying she should be fired because she believes that uh, Hillary is causing protests and hate crimes. I mean, that's a legitimate, valid point. That's not some type of wacky conspiracy theory. That's a legitimate and valid point. Now, we could debate that. That, That's a legitimate point. It's Hillary Clinton, her campaign, the DNC, the Jill Steins, are they causing the unrest that is going on? That's a legitimate point. And you're going to say, oh, well, that person should be fired because I don't believe that. That's scary, man. That's dangerous. Like I said, I'd much rather be the story Cindy Olson called Leon Accord a faggot, the world's biggest faggot. Then I could actually go, ah, you shouldn't be calling people faggots. You should be calling people faggots. You should be calling people, you know, uh, uh, spooks. You should be calling people dagos. I-, I could get with that. You know, all right. And that would be a whole different debate. What's, you know, what's private, what's public. But the debate here with Leon Accord Whitting, and I'll read this real quick and then we're done with this segment, is it is wildly irresponsible for L.A. Talk Radio to allow a Trump fanatic to co-host one of their programs where she could spew her idiotic lies unchecked. I mean, that can be said about Democrats. I could easily say it is widely, it is wildly irresponsible for LA Talk Radio to allow a Clinton fanatic to co-host one of their programs where she could spew her idiotic lies unchecked. You say the same thing. Republicans and Trump, they're not the dangerous ones. It's the liberals, man. It's the Clintons. It's the 
I mean, I mean, look at the safe spaces that are going. Look at everything that's going on on the college campuses where you literally have professors talking to students about Donald Trump being an asshole, being, you know, an evil person. That's a professor. Let me tell you something. When my child uh, is old enough to go to school, if my child comes home and tells me when I'm asking him how school is, that a teacher or a professor or whoever is putting their political ideology out onto the children, I will effing lose my effing mind. I will go to that school. I, I will... Lo- I. No teacher ever is supposed to spew their ideology of any kind. You're there to teach curriculum, rather it's math, rather it's science. It is to get different viewpoints so children can make educated Educated choices based on information. They're not supposed to be told this is how you think. Again, when liberals, when the left talk about, oh my God, Donald, when Michael Moore, Bill Maher, the BuzzFeeds, all of these hipster, I mean, Michael Warren, them aren't hipster, but, you know, BuzzFeeds, your Lauren Duca, this little scumbag, Teen Vogue, she writes, Teen Vogue, these liberals, man, they, they, it's like, boom, in teenagers, they just, they just start young. But when these people are talking about uh, communism, you know, They're the ones, they're the ones that say, if you don't follow our logic or our views, if you don't do what we say, you are wrong. Our point of view, our philosophy is the only right philosophy. I mean, to listen to them get outraged over Trump's picks. Because those people don't agree with them. And in turn, that makes those people unqualified, makes them Nazis, makes them corrupt, makes them out of touch with mainstream. You know, you oh, well, that pick is someone that's out of touch with mainstream. What do you mean it's out of touch with mainstream? Mainstream picked Donald Trump. No, the, he didn't win the popular vote. Fuck you. That's not how president is picked, asshole. Obama said there's consequences to elections. 
Obama had certain people, certain lawyers in different positions who believed certain things. Trump is going to pick generals, oil tycoons, and they believe in other things. The audacity for liberals to go, oh, well, you know what? They don't believe what we believe, so that makes them wrong. And that's what this guy's saying, guy that I've never heard of. This Leon Accord. He's saying that Cindy Brady is a Trump fanatic. And she believes that Hillary is causing protests and hate crimes. Well, didn't the... RNC headquarters in South Carolina or North Carolina, one of those Carolinas, get vandalized. Isn't that a hate crime? Or no, that's not a hate crime. Isn't that a hate crime? See what I'm saying? This could be debated with this guy. But she was fired for what? This? Or calling him a faggot? You tell me. You tell me. Let's call this faggot gate. Can we do that? Can we do that? Can we call is this can we call this faggot gate? All right, we'll call it faggot gate. It's Rob's Carry Show. We'll be right back after these words. Uh what are the give me the Trump train song and then we'll come back and we'll finish stuff up. Are you, are you coming to the train Led by a man who wants to break the chains Establishment is terrified they can't control his reign Let's meet this year on the Trump train Are you, are you coming to the train Where brave men called out for a wall built by crane Media is terrified they can't control his reign. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. Are you, are you coming to the train? Where brave men called out the fools who lead in vain. Lobbyists are terrified they can't control our reign. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. Are you, are you coming to the train? Wear a hat of hope, side by side with me. Make America great again, break the chains. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. And we are going to be respected by the world again and not laughed at like we're all a bunch of stupid people being led by incompetent politicians. It's not going to go on any longer. Are you, are you coming to the train to take our great country back again? Join a revolution, break the chains, let me this year. On the Trump train. We're going to win at the borders. We're going to win. And we're going to keep winning. 
and we are going to make America great again, greater than ever All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. All right, so listen, let's wrap things up a little, just a little. I want to wrap things up because uh, it's 9.20 p.m. And we touched on this a little. I'm going to, because I do want to talk about uh, this Lorraine Duca. I I do want to talk about Lorraine Duca from Teen Vogue. Uh, Lorraine Duca uh, is going to have to wait until tomorrow. But I do want to talk to Lorraine Duca. Like I said, man, you know, to to watch the media, to to watch uh, how they literally suck up the brains of all of our kids. It, it's, it's pretty wild. Uh, I, I mean, it, it really is how, how they maneuver to do this. But they do it, man. They do it. And this article is, man, it's brutal. It's just brutal. I, I mean, I, and I want to I wanna spend some time on dissecting it. And the fact that CNN promotes it. CNN promotes it. That's what's even more um, fascinating. They give this person a platform, and they wonder why people accuse them of being nothing more than a arm of liberals and Democrats. They're not equal as far as a platform to conservative writers. I mean, you could find countless articles, whether it's from Breitbart or some other publications that go after Democrats, that go after Hillary Clinton, that go after Obama, but don't see them on CNN. I mean, we broke this down uh, during the election cycle. There were as many books as there were out on Trump. Different writers that came out of the woodwork that put out books. There was equal that had to do with Hillary. But those people were never on CNN. Those people didn't have a 10-minute segment with Anderson Cooper or 
Don Lemon. None of them did. I mean, right off the top of my head, Gary Breen. The Secret Service officer wrote a whole book about being with Hillary and Bill Clinton, talking about having to pick up jizz rags. This guy never appeared on CNN. Never. Never. He wasn't on Don Lemon. He wasn't on Anderson Cooper, Wolf Blitzer. Never. But yet they had three different authors of Trump books. So here you got this girl, Lorraine Duca, who writes for Teen Vogue. And some of her big articles are Tom Holland went undercover at high school to prepare for Spider-Man Homecoming. My uh, uh, The two teenage girls put on trial for kissing in Morocco have been acquitted. The Fresno police chief says inappropriate tactics led to the fatal shooting of unarmed teen. The Arkansas Supreme Court just blocked same-sex couples' right to be listed on birth certificates. Neville Longbottom just got engaged. Neville Longbottom, a.k.a. Matthew Lewis, popped the question in Paris. The CIA officially reports that the Russians intervened in the election to help Donald Trump win intervened in the election. No. No machines were hacked. See how they do this? So we're going to break down this article tomorrow by Lorraine Duca. In Vogue. This is what Liberals. Uh, anyway, we'll talk about it tomorrow. All right, listen, it's Rob Scary. It's Rob Scary Show. We'll be back tomorrow, uh, 7 p.m., for another interesting, fun filled, exciting night of uh, political talk, political discussion. Good stuff. Good, 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 happy stuff. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, don't forget the Rob Zakari Show uh, on uh, iTunes, Rob Zakari Show on Spreaker, the Rob Zakari Show on Blog Talk Radio, Carrie Show on um, the hell, all those things. <laughs> Just go there. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Later. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.